Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. That's right. We're back at 110studio.la. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. We got sound effects back. Me and Doug are drinking some Estrella Jalisco because we're feeling frosty. Actually, this beer is very good. But what is going on, Dodgers Nation? I grabbed my beer and I didn't drink it because I want to talk to you. I am Real FRG. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. That gentleman right there is a legendary Douglas McCain, DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. He runs all of Los Angeles. I promise you this. Doug, how the hell are you doing? We, we spent like eight years together in Arizona, and then we were apart for like five or six days, and it was painful, and it yeah. was also happy times. Now, we were in Arizona for eight years one night, right? That's yeah, how it yeah. felt. Yeah. I'm feeling better than great, as one of the players said in the clubhouse. We got a lot to talk about, lots to dive into, but yeah, I mean, that was a big trip, man. It was a lot of Arizona sun. It was kind of cold, like Moogie was saying. Someone turned the heat on. It was a little chilly at times, a little rainy at times, yeah. and that one day was one of the rainier days, <laughs> in, the rainier days. in Arizona. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, lots of very interesting story lines. We're only 24 days until opening Ooh, day. 24 days. Man, it's Wild. beautiful. It's I beautiful. Base- you know what I love about baseball? Is when big the big meaty boys play it. That's <laughs> the, the best part about hey, baseball. Hey, hey, come down to yeah, we got DJ producer Cody in the mix over there. Give give him some love in the stream. We we always love Cody when uh, when he's alive. But uh, let us know you guys are representing Dodgers Nation tonight. Drop them area codes in the stream. We want to talk to you. We want to get your takes on these Dodgers on today's show. Yeah, we want to talk a little bit more about our spring training trip. Me, this guy, DJ Cody, and our <laughs> legendary DJ Cody in the mix. The legendary uh, Noah Cameras were in the in Arizona, and right away. MH, he, he missed the stream, I think one stream while we went live like four times or five times, however many times we went live. My voice is back in case you missed it last time, MH. But absolute friggin' legend coming in hot with the with the super chat. 9999, which is almost a hundred dollars. Unbelievable. For Lux and the best blue crew broadcasters. MH, we appreciate the hell out of you, our friend. Those are uh, we love you all, but him. MH we love just a, a lot bit more. Let's he gives let's us so much real. money. Like what Phil Knight is to Oregon, MH is to our show. I mean, this guy just gives us a bag every single time. Really, really appreciate it. We got voice sounds a lot better. Paul White. Yeah. Your fans. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Ricolas. Ricola. Yeah, that's some good that harmonies good. right yeah, there. Really. We got to watch it from Big Bear, the 909 snowed in. Send beer. That's from Isaac Sandoval. Doug has his comments back. I got my comments back. I know. It's Special good. day. It's good here. times. Why do we ever leave? I mean, no, but, uh, we got uh, we got uh, Crypto Bill coming with some takes already. Dodgers don't need to do anything for shortstop. Save that money for Otani, and let's see what Rojas and Taylor can do at shortstop. We got Diane Schroeder, the fairy godmother of Dodgers Nation, checking in from Indian Wells, it's our guardian well 
Wells. I'm sorry. Um, over there in California, we <laughs> got uh, it's a golf course. I've never there you go. Indian Jet Wells. Blackberry devastated that Lux won't be playing the whole season. Yeah, so. people still reeling from the the Gavin Lux uh, injury. Of course, we went live the day of uh, Lux's injury. We already talked about that, so you guys can check that out on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/DodgersNationTV. Subscribe. We're trying to get to a billion subscribers so Cody can live. That's kind of the goal. That's kind of the goal. But um, (laughs) yeah, we talked about a bunch of good stuff there. I'm kind of, I'm I'm sure we'll talk a little bit around it here. I'm going to get into what's on today's show and then we'll get back into the comments. Yes, we got to dive a little bit. I don't remember. I I didn't do this yet. I did not do this. So we're going to talk a little bit more about our spring training trip, things we like, things we would do different, uh, all the, all the frenemies we made along the way. The first roster cuts, so some Dodger news going down. We had uh, what, like eight, nine, 10, 11, people. That's nine, nine people were Wednesday. cut from uh, spring training rosters today. Tony Gonsolin rolls his ankle. Doesn't seem to be a huge issue. Justin Brule comes out of the game. Back issue. Hopefully not a big issue. Andrew Friedman spoke with media late last week. We have some thoughts on the things that he had to say. We're bringing in a kind of old segment, but it's one we've done in the past in some way, shape, or form. It's stock up, stock down. We're talking about things we like about week one plus of spring training players. Uh, latest Miguel Vargas and 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 um, Rojas and all the little things going on around camp, and then I kind of wanted to dive in on the outfield battle because people love the people love James Outman right now, and we need to know if he's going to get an outfield spot or a, a spot on that uh, opening day roster. Uh, back into the comments here, Joseph says uh, he's checking in from seven oh seven Dodger fans, a Dodgers fan stuck in Giants land. We hate to hear that, Coach Charlie. What's the latest on JT? Is he okay? You guys have been in a hole all day this morning in uh, Fort Myers, Florida. Justin Turner took a fastball to the face. He was bloodied. He walked off the field under his own power. Um, ended up going to a hospital, getting checked up there. So far, the reports, uh, his wife, Courtney, uh, gave us the latest update, which is some stitches, some bruising and swelling. But it looks like JT, thankfully, is going to be okay. Not a Dodger anymore, but it really sucks to see because, you know, he's one of the good ones. Yeah, absolutely. A tough sight to see him go down like that. It reminded me of that scene in 2021 at Washington when he got hit right there, right in his head, and Dave Roberts came sprinting out there yeah. helping him up. Yeah. And look, we know he crowds the plate. We know that he is the Dodgers' all-time leader when it comes to being hit by a pitch. I used to say he's been hit by more pitches than the Shark Tank judges. But, yeah, you don't want to see him. Uh, thankfully, there is some positive news, some stitches, but hopefully he's going to make a speedy recovery and get back out there because Justin Turner, He's going to be a big part of that Red Sox team. And, yeah, I mean, that was just a scary sight. Anytime anything to the head, you hate to see it. Yeah, yeah, 100% for sure. Prayers uh, up. MH also with an emoji. the stream uh, before dropping all them bennies or just uh, whatever, you know, the amount of money that he gave us because we love him. And thank you very much, MH Dodger for Life. It's sad to hear about the JT news. Uh, no, no, no effects. I don't know what that is. Oh, I think that means it was like they didn't need imaging or something. We don't, we don't talk, we don't talk hospital. We know you do, but... Yeah, good good news so far out of there. Adam says, let's go. DB Grainer says, Doug, uh, Clint Doug, how's it going, brothers? Bernard checking in from Hawaii. Going to be pissed off. Adamant isn't our starting fielder because Dave blocking him with a veteran. Interesting take. I, 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 I'm not opposed to that take. We'll talk more about the outfield a little bit later. Daniel checking in from Chino. I got to catch up on these on these comments here. We got, um, I think you already got Paul, so I'm going to go a little bit uh, deeper into the comments. Iris K saying Lux prayers. Stevie, uh, Stephen Louie checking in from 209. 
uh, Alex from the 310, Axel 626, Nando 390 says, cut Dave Roberts. And that seems like a beautiful jumping off point to talk about the roster cuts. So, yeah, we had the first set of roster cuts today. We said there's nine players, mostly pitchers. Um, what, Dylan Covey? I'm going to let you go over. Okay, okay sure. We yeah, got you you got words. I, I spoke for a while. Dylan Covey, Robbie Erlin, Brian Hudson, James Jones, Landon Knack, Nick Nostrini, Nick Robertson, Jordan Yamamoto, Noah's favorite, and then one position player in Yosnio Diaz. So a couple things trade to bait. consider. Yeah, trade me, right? <laughs> of course, he was famously a part of the Manny Machado deal back in 2018. And a couple things to note. One, none were on the 40-man roster. Two, minor league camp starts tomorrow. So really, a lot of these guys that you see here are guys that were intended to be either depth pieces or guys that really kind of on the fringe that weren't really guys that you thought had a chance to make the big league roster. I mean, Yosniel Diaz, he, like we just said, was the headline of the Machado deal back in 2018. He played two games at DH10 RBI single and he had a home run in a B game. So some people were feeling hey, better than Fernando Tatis Jr. So far. <laughs> there you go. Shout out Padres. Yosniel Diaz greater than signed. Fernando Tatis Jr. And then, of course, Nick Nostrini. He never even pitched in a game. No. He was the Dodgers fourth round pick out of ucla back a couple years ago so yeah nothing too i he, he was ready for that interview yeah there's nothing had to mention ucla Nick yeah. but yeah how many, hey. how many sacks did he have in high school football 98 sacks <laughs> no but nothing too nothing really consequential out of this news it really then now the dodgers have 59 players in camp and that's about to change. WBC kicks off tomorrow. A lot of the players are pretty much gone after today. Most of the the the, the bulk of the Dodgers players were uh, Pool B or Pool C players, and they all play out of Arizona. So you're you're down. To, I mean, we were just in that locker room last week. It was pretty cramped space. It is going to be extremely empty for the next couple of weeks with, with so many dudes gone. And now, again, the roster cuts. Not that most of these guys were in the locker room. I mean, Yamamoto had a spot in, in the the, uh, the big league clubhouse, but uh, Landon Knack was in there. But, yeah, you're losing eight dudes from the 40-man the roster going and playing uh, in WBC. It's going to be a different look team for sure. And, and, you know, some opportunities like Dave's talked about, your good friend, Diego Cartaya is going to get some opportunities. Excited about that. Um you know, you're just going to see more options or more yeah, more opportunities for some of the uh, rookie pitchers. And we got some from uh, DJ producer Cody. DJ we Cody. We actually got two super chats. We have Angel Villalobos, 499. I guess Otani is target number one to replace Kershaw at the end of the season if he doesn't come back. And then MH, Dodger for life, obviously a legend, Hall of Famer to uh, Dodgers Nation, 499 to all the Let's haters go. broadcasting stating Dodgers cheat by them. A buy them a World Series cheap ring. I guess we got to buy them a cheap World Series ring. I don't understand. I mean, we that. have that crappy Astros one somewhere. That we was... know a guy that can give us those. Our friend. <laughs> appreciate the super chats as always. Appreciate the, you guys uh, joining the chat. Um, a lot of love in here. I'm seeing for uh, Justin Turner. Um, Talked a lot about JT over the offseason. Got so, some prayer uh, emojis for JT. Yeah, get yeah. well soon, yeah. my man. Yeah, J, uh, Joseph says get well, JT. Uh, Roy Outman has won an out outfield starting spot. He is Bellinger 2.0 with a better bat start. Outman. A lot of people do want to see Outman. He's kind of the the darling of spring training with guys uh, like Trace Thompson and uh, David Peralta departing for the World Baseball Classic. I don't see why. Outman would not be starting every game somewhere in the outfield because Mookie's also gone as well. So you have three of your starting outfielders gone. You should see a lot of James Outman, which, I mean, 
the kid and his and his good friend uh, Raka just they're just getting ish done. If you guys didn't see it on our uh, on our Instagram today, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Dodgers Nation on Instagram. Doug posted part of his interview that uh, he got with James Altman in the in the locker room on the one of the last days we're out there in spring training. More good stuff. Following up with something. James revealed to us on an earlier interview we had with him in the offseason about uh, that pet rock, that uh, his, his Jobu rock, I guess we can call it, right? Yeah, Rocka is real. You see it. You see the effect it has on him. He drinks coffee a lot, so you love that about him. <laughs> and look, Rocka. whatever works, right? He is the Dodgers version of Jobu, and he really believes in Rocka and the power of Rocka. And yeah, when it comes to James Altman in general, I think that he's gotten off to a great start this spring. I think there's a clear opportunity for him to carve out a role for this team where, yeah, I mean, he's been primed and ready for this, and I think he's taking fully advantage i think it's important for dodger fans not to get too high or too low when it comes to spring training results yeah. but so far he looks the part and we're gonna dive into some I james mean, Altman a little bit but go on every time we see james outman he's hitting 462 somewhere <laughs> them are just facts those are stats you can't refute the the statistics of mr james outman other stuff injury news going on and uh at camelback ranch tony gonsolin uh rolled his ankle in uh you know pregame drills Hold on. Camera's on crack. We're good, guys. Um, doesn't seem to be that big of a concern to uh, to Mr. Dave Roberts, you know, reading reading the room after after uh, after the game today. Uh, looks like he's just going to miss a start on Wednesday, but shouldn't be a massive issue. Um, any concerns for you about you know losing him at this point in the season? A guy who's generally been kind of injury prone. Yeah, I think the fact that it has nothing to do with his arm, that's the most encouraging thing. The fact that the Catman isn't going to make a start, the Catman is going to be scratched from his next start. You hate to see that when you consider the year that he is hoping to have. But I think the important thing to consider when it comes to talking about Tony Gonsolin is, yes, he did make the All-Star team last season. Yes, he did have a breakout year, had a 2-1-4 ERA, but they're not expecting him to be that frontline starter. Yes, they want him to pitch at his very best, but it's not like they had these expectations for him to carry this rotation i think if he's a solid number three four five starter that's exactly what they need the biggest thing they need from him is for him to be healthy and as he said a few days ago his goal for this year is just to go wall to wall from yeah. start to finish finish this year because the reality is he's never pitched a complete season in his entire career yeah and we look at that new extension he signed with those three three million dollars in escalators if he makes 28 starts i mean you talk and wins the cy young you could make another three to four million dollars so he has all the incentives incentive to go out there and perform this year so yeah kind of my big takeaway is you saw his first action he went two and a thirds innings gave up three hits had two walks but yeah. kind of worked his way around it traffic on the bases but he did what he's supposed to do he pitched around it he, he looked mostly good doing it uh, against angels club that's supposed to be good they say they're going to be good they say that a lot of times though learn more from our friend noah cameras at halostoday.com big time angels insider Anyway, the other one today, Justin Brule comes off the mound. I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't know exactly what it was. I just know they said it's a back thing. Back spasms. Bruh, I feel that. Let me <laughs> tell you. Back, uh, back's barking at me. Another one, don't be concerned about Justin Brule. Also, reality, he's not going to be somebody who's majorly in play for opening day or, you know, barring injuries or to get significant play time. Uh, this year I mean if he pitches in 20 26 games you know, I'm surprised honestly nobody's called me out on my arbitrary numbers I just throw out like random digits <laughs> I 
usually do okay. Hey, 40% of stats are made up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I believe in that. Fully believe in that. But anyways, that's what's going on at Dodger Camp so far uh, today. Other stuff. You know, what, what are your what are your big takeaways from our time out there in spring training to give these fine folks an insight into uh, the world of Doug McCain and all the things that we uh, endured I think my first big takeaway is about a topic we're going to discuss in a little bit. It is the center field battle and how much yep. these guys really support each other. Yes, it is a competition because they're competing for time and reps at that position. But I talked to James Outman. He spoke glowingly about Jason Hayward, how Hayward always has the answer to all of his questions. And I think that Hayward has embraced this role for this team. I don't think Hayward's sitting there saying, oh, I have to be the starting center fielder for the Dodgers. He just wants a role on this team. Yeah. And kind of one of my big takeaways as far as him as a player is that swing looks a lot better i mean that swing is a much shorter stroke it allows him to have a better chance against high velocity pitching he looks focused i think too my other big takeaway is just generally there's just a great vibe around this team as far as just yeah. the buy-in from the leaders to kind of the veterans that they've infused with the jd martinez's the david peralta's the miguel rojas's this team definitely feels like a mature team that knows how to balance having fun and putting in the work so you know dave roberts when you have some of the younger guys i I think he has to really takes the onus upon himself to just kind of become a big voice. But yeah. I think he has not that Justin Turner like extension, but he kind of trusts the guys in the clubhouse to really be an extension of the manager yeah. and get the job done. I mean, that was one of the things we talked about uh, into the offseason. It's like the need for a change in that clubhouse. Drastic change happened. I mean, even if they literally just replaced Dr Justin Turner, that would be dra drastic change. But you drop Turner, you drop Cody Bellinger, and you bring in a bunch of dudes that just have a, a, a lot of, I guess, baseball life in them. These dudes, when you're talking about Miguel Rojas, you're talking about Jason Haywards, these guys have been around. They've, they've seen some shit in this league, and it's a good addition, and it's a good-feeling clubhouse. Granted, we were there very early in spring training, but it's a good-feeling clubhouse, and you know they're not doing too bad so far this spring, 6-2, six, uh, six and two, and, and stats don't matter or whatever, but um, good-feeling club, and you know, props to Andrew Friedman putting together a hell of a roster uh, with what he had. Uh, segue. Yeah. Andrew Friedman. No, absolutely. And Andrew Friedman, he spoke to reporters at Camelback Ranch. That was a great job. And it, to me, my big takeaway here is where his comments will definitely spend a lot more time talking about the various profiles that can fit. Spring training typically isn't the best time for those types of moves, but we'll have conversations and see what is possible and what is not. So now, that was, of course, uh, he was asked about replacing Gavin Lux. I mean, we even talked about Lux. There, That is a big loss for this team. Um so far, I really liking what I'm seeing out of Miggy Rowe uh, with the bat, but like he is just a sexy defender. Like it is smooth like butter, and I can't believe it's not Miggy. Huh? I'm really trying my best to throw some Doug shit in here. I love it, man. I'm here for it. I'm here <laughs> but, for it. But um, yeah, he was asked, like, are you going to try to go out and and replace Gavin Lux? And yeah, what Andrew was saying is like not not directly. We might not get a shortstop. It might be whatever we feel we need and now we know chris taylor is going to play a lot more shortstop uh when the plan was a lot more left in center field well now center field dave says probably not you shouldn't see him in center field he'll be ready for it because the season is long and things happen you know who knows hayward and outman might flame out you don't know what baseball is like uh what, what the, the season will end up looking at but um you you bring this guy in, Miguel Miguel Rojas now isn't your your bench guy. 
because he's your starting center fielder. So you got to find a way to make the bench a little bit better. So they have a little more, as, as Andrew likes to call it, optionality. Uh, he is in a good position, but also it's a bad position immediately. You know, you don't need to replace him right now. You don't, you don't need to replace Gavin Lux at this point in spring training because everybody knows you want to replace Gavin Lux. But anyways, that was that was the 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 setup into that answer. It's like, look, we're going to find the best profile, whether it's an outfielder, where it's maybe another slugger that can't really do much beyond slug, which I doubt because they have J.D. Martinez, who can't really hit so far. Um, I like it. It's, it's, it's the right call. They have enough internal to survive even the first month of the season. Yeah, and I think that Andrew Freeman, like I always say, he's a guy that he likes to buy the Halloween candy the day after Halloween when it's more of a distressed asset and he can get value from it. <laughs> but he's operating from a position where it's basically no leverage. I mean, they know that if they want to go out there and explore trades, it's not the time where you see big blockbuster trades in Major League Baseball. And then on top of that, you factor in that you don't know what you're going to get from a Jason Hayward. Is he truly going to have that bounce back season? Is Peralta going to have that bounce back season? Is James Outman going to emerge as a star? Yeah. Is Trace Thompson going to build on what he did last season? Because if you do fill out those pieces and Miguel Rojas just kind of goes closer to his career averages, look, the reality with Gavin Lux is he definitely had a breakout year last year and like Freddie Freeman said they were expecting him to hit close to 300 all year but it's still for his career was around league average from the yeah. plate now if you can make that up from somewhere else and you get more production from the center field spot or one of the outfield spots and Max Muncy and Chris Taylor have bounce back years and Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts put together more MVP caliber seasons and Will Smith continues to emerge there is a universe where this team will be just fine offensively I think too going back to your point about Miguel Rojas look when we talked to him he told us that, yes, he's absolutely re-energized to be on the Dodgers. Yes, it does change his mindset and his outlook on everything when he doesn't have to mentor all these young players, yeah. and it's really about him producing. I mean, you try playing in front of three fans in Miami versus 50,000-plus at Dodger Stadium, and you consider that he's now healthy. I think what we've seen from him so far at the plate, he does look more comfortable. I mean, he even hit a home run yesterday and like these guys had 39 home runs in his career so i think that yeah i think they're going to be fine to start things but i do my big read on these comments is that andrew friedman like he always is is open to improving this team if yeah. the opportunity presents himself and that doesn't mean just looking at trying to replace gavin looks at the shortstop position one of the other lines i liked from him um was before you know so he did that interview on friday lux hurt himself on the monday the line was a week ago we didn't have a clear area to improve on this team a week later. Now there's somewhere we could improve on this team. So that's just, you know, that's just him cracking the knuckles and being ready to, you know, put some, put some work in. Yeah, if the Dodgers are going to do something, it's going to be thorough. It's going to be research. There's not going to be some knee-jerk reaction, some drastic trade. And, but I will say, like I was telling you before the show, that Andrew Friedman, I've heard him mention this on multiple shows at this point, multiple interviews, that since the expanded postseason, the market has changed yeah. drastically within the year. I mean, would he be able to pull off a Max Scherzer, Trey Turner trade last season? I don't think so. I mean, yes, they gave their top two prospects, but we look at yeah. what teams are paying for Luis Castillo giving three of their top five prospects and how the market has just exploded teams out there they know that they could take advantage of the dodgers in this situation but i also think too you don't want to push your chips in the center of the table and cash in those chips when you possibly could go after shohei otani during the season because just imagine if yes, there is yeah. a brian reynolds or an adamas or a corbin burns who corbin i would love to burns, see in dodger yes. blue and 
see a lot of people out there running with that these days, but <laughs> I, I do think they are invested. The godfather of just, uh, Corbin Burns getting traded. Anyway, exactly. Sorry. No, that's, that's that's my jam. But look, if that happens and you trade away some of your top prospects and then Shohei becomes available, I think you're in a situation where you might regret it. But Artie Moreno, will he trade Shohei to the Dodgers during the season? I think he'd rather trade some family members yeah. than Shohei to the Dodgers. But yeah, I think it's very complex. But I do think that you're using this first two, three months of the season to see if you can get some of these bounce back years, if some of these veterans can contribute, and if some of these young guys can emerge. Yeah, no, a, a, a billion great points there, as always. Make sure you guys are following at DMAC underscore LA. But yeah, you know, we got some guys in there. We're going to talk about more in a little bit. You got Yanni Hernandez, who's kind of showed out. We're going to get more in on that. But yeah, Hayward, it, it, that's house money right now. Outman, kind of literally house money. Trace Thompson, it's a low contract. You got house money there. But we got DJ producer Cody. House money, Hayward. Dropping like it. some good stuff. He also needs audio. I bet I, I got to get the. He's too excited. We got two super chats. Let's the go! first one, Randolph Garrado. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. 199. He said, Pau Gasol jersey retirement tomorrow. Oh, nice. Shout out, Pau. Shout out, Pau. I, I, I will be at that game. Oh, wow. Not a mother. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Mr. Rasta Jr., 23, oh, also a go. Dodgers Nation Hall of Famer, $150. Shit. What's wow. wrong with you people? He said, Stop it. Too so bad I did. he said, too bad I didn't get a chance to meet you guys at Camelback Ranch. Hopefully next time. Can't wait for opening day. Let's go, Dodgers. Dude, Mr. Rasta, you guys, you guys are nuts. I don't, I feel uncomfortable. I Man. feel uncomfortable. Is everybody Mr. Beast these days? Guys, we cannot thank you enough for the support. It really does mean a lot to, uh, especially to me and Doug, who've been doing this for a very long time now. But, uh, you know, the new kids, the young, uh, the young up-and-comers, like Cody and the rest. And the rest right Man, over that's there. That's big time. Got me crying like Freddie Freeman in Atlanta. I mean, I'm just... Crying really special that, uh, mother story yeah 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 yeah, yeah. into the comments <laughs> here roy roy, roy estrada excited about our middle middle infield really sorry to see lux get hurt but rojas is an upgrade defensively our lineup will outperform the overpaid padre roster bank it go blue look i don't want to compare the rosters because infield wise the padres are are insane um but we've seen it before. You know, that was one of the things Andrew talked about to media. It's like, yeah, we've heard they were going to be really good before. And, you know, the, the division was going to be closer. And then we kind of ran away with it, kind of alluding to, well, I guess we didn't run away with it. But 21, that happened. The Padres would be really good. They kind of spiraled. Um, I don't think that'll be the case this year. But, um, you know, Dodgers just want to focus on them. They just want to go there, do the one game at a time. Hey, you know, what? another thing with that interview, man, Andrew Friedman, the king of saying so much. Or so little in so many words. Corporate doublespeak, baby. Yeah, yeah. One on one. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's that guy who uh, you want him to write like your college thesis. You can get a bunch of words out of crap. David Bruh says uh, Hayward looks great so far. However, Outman deserves that spot. Interesting take. I mean, honestly, I would go um, elsewhere. I don't want to give away my takes yet. Cause that, that segment's coming up. Should we just talk about the outfield right now? I mean, we can. We can for sure. We could save stock up, stock down for the very end. I'm down. Let's go jump right into it. So <laughs> jump right into it. All right. Yeah. Give give the fine people a, a look at what do you got. You got more. We got more. Hold on. We got more real quick before you guys get into it. Um, we got Nick Moore. Super chat. Five dollars. He go. said, thanks for all the spring training uh, content, fellas. You, more to come. 
More to come. More to come. Uh, hey, wait, I love, I, love, minute, Nick. I love both of us like, pointing at ourselves. This is <laughs> this is so weird. Wait, point at point the camera again. Yeah. Because like your your, your hand is in in my camera, but but oh, I can get in yours. There it is. <laughs> All right. Sorry. That's Wanted to one. get that out of the way before you guys dive. Yeah, dive appreciate, deep appreciate it. Yeah. That's why you're the producer. Yeah. That's why you're the master of this. We made yeah. more money tonight than I made on my OnlyFans in seven years. Okay. So. And with that, we head into the outfield position. They call him D Wack. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this outfield battle. Re- I mean, <laughs> oh my God. So, this outfield battle, I mean, after Gavin Lux went down and you look at the infield. It's pretty much sewn up. I mean, the, Miguel Vargas has the runway. Miguel Rojas is going to be at shortstop. Freddie, of course, at first. Muncy at the hot corner. But the center field position is wide open. And Trace Thompson, really kind of the incumbent at this point. He's the guy that started all four NLDS games for the Dodgers. We've talked extensively about his reverse splits. He's gotten off to a slow start this spring. Doesn't look like he's made very adjustments as far as his swing in the offseason. Still looks really similar to how it looked last year. But yeah, James Altman and Jason Hayward. There's a lot of similarities in their game, but also a lot of differences. And one guy is the, the grizzled vet. You called him... You said house money Hayward. I mean, he's like the house money guy where if it pays off for the Dodgers, then great. I mean, the Cubs are paying like 22 plus million dollars this season. And we know defensively he's a five-time Gold Glove Award winner, but even at his very best, even if Jason Hayward figures things out, and he's even a slightly above big league bat. I mean, last year his bat was 39% below league average. Even if you get that to league average, I think that his ceiling isn't as high as, as... Outman's can be. I think James Outman is the yeah, unknown. Sure. And as you said earlier, I mean, he every time he's got an opportunity, he's had success. Even spring training last year, he played well. Mm-hmm. In his stint with the Dodgers, it was epic. Homered in his first at bat, he was raking. He went back down to spring training, hit two cycles in four days. He was outstanding. Yeah. And then he put in all this work. He worked around an injury with that, too. Like worked was, around an yeah. injury. Yeah. And I think, I look, I'm injury. all in on Outman. I think he should be the starting outfielder for the Dodgers because, look, We've seen in the past when Corey Seager won MVP, when Cody Bellinger, I mean, uh, when, when, he, when he won Rookie of the Year, when Cody Bellinger won Rookie of the Year, they were both high draft picks, right? Yeah. James Altman, he was a seventh-round pick in 2018. If he was this high draft pick that the Dodgers had a lot invested in, I think there'd be no question that he'd be giving getting the <clears> similar <throat> type of runway that Gavin Lux was getting at yeah. shortstop. But he does have those two options left, and that is a factor. But I think that if you bring him back down to AAA, what else does he have to prove? He doesn't have to. He does have, He honestly has nothing left to prove. The only thing that's working against him, he has options, and this team loves stock uh, stockpiling as many veterans as possible, as many players as possible, and that's the only way they're going to be able to keep Jason Hayward around. They're going to be able to keep Trace Thompson on the roster. They're going to be able to keep David Peralta happy with his playing time and Mookie Betts playing some right, playing some second, whatever the hell Dave is going to decide to do as the season goes along. The <laughs> Baseball's just working against James Altman. Same time, I I also kind of agree. I will say I do feel he or has earned the the starting center field spot. On the other hand, I also understand and kind of agree with the idea that you have those options. No reason to keep him up, kind of on the bench because they're not going to have him be the starting outfielder or starting center fielder, barring injury. Um, let him get go out and get more at bats. Let him get his four at bats a game, so he can hit a few more, you know, uh, uh, grand slams at AAA. Feel better, get the uh, get the confidence and the mojo going when you get called back up, and hopefully you make it stay. You know, we've seen this team. You're talking about the the lower draft pick. I mean, 
I forgot what Matt Kemp was, but he had to kind of play his way onto that roster in 06 by, you know, having a good old 05 with the uh, the Jacksonville uh, Jacksonville Five Sons over hey, there. Nice pull. Um, he absolutely has the opportunity to play. I think we've we the more we've heard Dave talk about him, the more he's bullish on the kid. <laughs> yeah. And again, this is going to be a great opportunity for James Outman with Mookie gone, with Trace Thompson gone. To me, Trace Thompson is the most odd man out right now because he's he's not looking better. Like you said, the swing looks the same. And as Noah was yelling around <laughs> earlier this afternoon, um, he's got to hit lefties to have a reason to be on this roster, hands down. So uh, I don't I don't know I don't know uh, how much longer we're gonna see Trace Thompson. I already said earlier this offseason, like if he makes it through April, that'd be a surprise. But James Altman needs to get in there. I, I think at this point, too, something else that I would keep my eye on is that, look, when Jason Hayward, he's basically accomplished so many things in this game, right? Who would it benefit more at the start of the season to make Jason Hayward the starting center fielder or to have Jay's, James Outman, who has raked all through spring training, who has all this momentum only to kind of stun his growth to send yeah. him right back down? Look, there is no look. I mean, you can't. You can't, there's no replacement for, you can't coach experience, right? He needs experience. He needs opportunities against lefties, against breaking balls at the big league level. And the reality is he's never going to take the next step in his development until he gets 50 to 100 at-bats, until he's getting consistent playing time. Because look, maybe he does emerge and vie for the rookie of the year. I mean, there is a world where he continues the success. I mean, if you look at his athleticism, if you look at the way the game is. a lot of football. Played a lot of football, 98 tackles for Sarah High School, number 34. And, yeah, I just think that James Altman has proved everything. And, he, like I said, look, Tom Brady from his same high school, he was a sixth-round pick. James Altman, a seventh-round pick. He has that chip on his shoulder Fair. to go out there and prove that he can go out there and get the job done. And I think, too, that if you keep him at the big league level, and we know Jason Hayward, who, in my opinion, is a lot to make this opening day roster, he can yeah. learn from him. He can learn how to be a big leaguer and really take advantage of that mentorship, just like Vargas is with Rojas from shortstop to second base. So I think that I, I just like him as my opening day center fielder Shre- as of right now. Yeah, shrewd moves with them uh, veteran additions. What do you got, Cody? Did did we just get a did you just compare James Altman to the greatest football player of all time? Are you saying that James Altman is the Tom Brady of baseball? I am. I am. No, no. I'm saying that he has a chip on his shoulder because they went to the same high school, Sarah High School. He was drafted in the seventh round, Brady, I think with a number, was it eighty eighth pick of the sixth round off the top of my head, something like that. Um, I just think that he's a guy that look, he's closer to he's gonna turn twenty six in May. He'll be closer to yeah. thirty than he is to twenty. He's not your traditional prospect no. that we've seen, the Seegers, <clears throat> the Bellies, the Luxes, no, the Wilson. He's Smith, closer the to like a Michael Kadire type of dude. He is uh, the guy who uh, uh, Blake uh, um Casey Blake, guys who who cut their teeth, as they say, at the minor league level. And uh, they just need that opportunity. And he's a dude who needs an opportunity. But season is very long time. And, yeah, confidence-wise, you cannot deny the fact that uh, being not only on the opening day roster but maybe even the opening day center fielder, that would be a massive confidence boost. But also it could work to his detriment in some ways. You know, if he's, you know, Gavin Lux probably (laughs) – would struggle if he was in the same situation it's a different mental stability type of thing and and younger lux admittedly struggled with some things outman's older wiser i think he can handle being sent back down um 
but it's it's a bad look on the team in some ways. I don't know. I'm just yeah. talking in circles here. No, I mean, the reality is I know this team is not going to um, have him on the opening day roster again, barring injury. I'm yeah. throwing that. I'm gonna throw in that Dave Roberts qualifier. Yeah, you gotta have the qualifier. Guarantee there. It's important. he will not be on. Provided everybody stays. But yeah, I mean, just like Tom Brady's balls were deflated, it'd be Bruh. very deflating for James Alvin to be sent down after everything he's accomplished. And look, let's see. Can we see if these this guy can consistently play? I think he has a chance to. But look, look, the Dodgers, it's a good problem to have. The fact that Altman and Jason Hayward have gotten off to good starts. And hopefully Trace Thompson can find a way to kind of get that swing back on track. But yeah, I'm very high on James Altman, as you can see. And I think that, yeah, I don't want to see James Altman. because you talked to his dad. Yeah, his dad's yeah, really yeah. cool. Really nice guy. That Friend family from Backstage Dodgers, right? Those those famous people. But <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm a believer in Rocka, too. I think Rocka has powers. Rocka, Flocka, Rock. <laughs> Rocka, Flocka. Hey, people want to see a, a James Alvin Rocka giveaway, a Rocka bobblehead oh, night. Oh, hell yes. Think of, think of the giveaway power this team is throwing away. They don't have him on opening day roster. James Come Alvin on now. be the Rock for this Dodgers outfield. I'm just saying. Let's... I am just saying. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of getting back to your thoughts on Trace Thompson. We spoke to him as well, and I told Trace, I was like, hey, what does it mean for Dave Roberts to really have your back and saying that those reverse splits were really an outlier? And he kind of jumped the gun and said, look, I can hit. I know I can hit righties he's and those lefties. Questions a lot and, already, yeah. yeah, he's answered those questions a lot. But you can tell, though. I mean, you can tell just it it's in the back of his mind as far as early on. And kind of my question to you asking about this outfield picture is, do you think the hot starts of Altman and Hayward could maybe make Trace just press a little bit? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, he's, this is a guy who's been through so much in his career, fought, battled, scratched, clawed, somehow found his way back on a team uh, that had him before, got rid of him because of the injury and the ineffectiveness came back. Andrew Freeman admitted you know, late last season, we did not expect him. You know, we figured he was going to be like a three-week guy, and then we'd send him out, but he kind of played his way into it. But, yeah, the magic of that season was last season. Um, you see these guys who are gunning for your job. You know Chris Taylor is a lock. You know David Peralta at $6 million, $6.5 million is a lock. You kind of feel like Mookie Betts is a lock in the outfield. Where do Good you chance. play? And now, another one of the things, at Noah Cameras pointed out they don't need another right-handed bat unless he can absolutely destroy left-handed pitching they don't need another right-handed bat they have a righty starter whoever's starting at shortstop is now a right-handed batter so having another righty in the outfield eh, i don't know but there's also a lot of left-handed option options in the outfield if you're talking peralta and uh, outman and hayward but but my counterpoint to that is what if Chris Taylor doesn't find it at the plate? What if he continues to struggle? $16 million. He's going to play. <laughs> he is going to play, but I mean, at some point, yeah, I mean, he's going to probably play 20% at short. He's got to find more, a little more El Bencho yeah. if he's not hitting for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Trace Thompson, 13 Trace, home runs, did hit for power. Trace Thompson's going to get at bare minimum a month to, to figure it out, depending on what, what, uh, what the team's looking like, what the health status is looking like, how far behind or ahead of any other teams. He's going to get some he's going to get some runway, but I don't think it's going to be like you mentioned earlier. I don't think it's going to be Gavin Lux type runway for Trace Thompson this year because, you know. So by June, dude, dude's a little older. So I have a question. By June, will Thompson be on the Dodgers or will the Dodgers be without a Trace? <laughs> well, I'm I'm already pretty firm in saying I don't think he makes it through like past April. Really? That's that's my 
It's my the feel good like, story of the like, year last year. That was like two year. months ago. I had that hot take. I like the kid. Fire take. Fire take. Yeah. Gotta double up on that. Thank you. <laughs> Interesting choice. No, I was trying to. I I <laughs> muted the the sound thing, and then when he said the without a trace, I clicked it. I clicked the rim, and then it was like, what the so. My apologies. Hey, buttons are buttons are hard. But kind of my last point on the whole center field battle is what I say when Cody Bellinger got non-tendered. I said that hey, James Altman has the potential to provide better production at over seventeen million dollars less than what they could have given Cody Bellinger. So Who? I think Cody Bellinger. Remember Who? that guy? The nah. guy on the Cubs. He's a guy. Yeah. He's a guy I only see when he does something. I only I only know when uh, I only know that he breaks the algorithm, so we got to post about him on social media. But hey, 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 shout out shout out to Cody Bellinger for hitting that digger. Let's know about facts. Let's <laughs> know about Cody ripped. Got to play the hits. <laughs> Anyways, I sorry I distracted you. No, I mean I think look I think what it comes down to is kind of the point I'm trying to make is that Cody Bellinger set the bar so low offensively that if they're getting de- defensively what they're after and really him. And guys, hey, we know Hayward Altman can play the position defensively. It's just a matter of taking the risk of who of those two guys they think they can get more offensively out of. And I think James Altman, if you look at his swing, he's got that quick twitch muscle that Jason Hayward, I think he's going to be better this year. But I just like the look, if you have a lottery ticket, you got to scratch off. If you don't scratch <laughs> it off, it's pointless. I mean, you have to see what you have in James Altman. I truly believe that he has what it takes to have an impact. And also, too, let's just be honest, when Dodger fans kind of pick their guys and they kind of will them. There's this mythical quality to there James is. Altman, the legend of James Altman. But and does, it get, does it get too far though? Cause we've also seen like the, the John Eli era, <laughs> the John, uh, you pull him out today. Eli mania. You remember anybody remember DJ Holton? That was a thing that we experienced. <laughs> wow. Knuckleballer. Yeah. I think that, that, was, that was, those were good times, but Justin yeah. sellers. Anyone? I mean, half the fan base thinks Kiki Hernandez is a future hall of famer. So. Luis Cruz. Anyone? Luis. Yeah. I mean, Oscar Robles. Anybody? Yeah. You start to feel good about <laughs> some of these guys in, yeah, I mean, I don't think it influences the roster makeup or anything like that, but I do think it helps to have the support of the fan base. I mean, last year, I mean, look, you look at Zach McKinstry. I mean, Zach McKinstry, a lot of people felt like he was going to come on, step on the scene and have success, and he wasn't able to fill that role. So Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's with your Cubs. For, for what it's worth, uh, we asked the, the fine fans on our Dodgers Nation Twitter, go follow us there if you're not already. It's a great place to keep up with the game if you can't watch it live. 96% of people believe and want to see James Outman. Believe he should be and want to see James Outman in the starting, uh, not in the starting outfield at least, but at least on the opening day roster. Overwhelming support. This was more than wow. 3,000. Uh, last I looked, it's probably like 32, 3,300 uh, votes right now on the poll on Twitter. The, 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 the full And you know full that Freeman there. checks this that. Is, <laughs> Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, he buys our merch. We've seen it, so just saying. And apparently he told someone that he likes our stuff. Yeah, there you go. Freeman watches the show. Fans show. Andrew Freeman, please come on the show. One of my dream guests. Yeah, we don't even want to talk Dodgers with him. I just want to talk like about like when do you decide to switch from the Q-zip to the flannel? Thank you. I I, because the one thing about spring training that me and Noah were talking about was, dude, I need to talk to Friedman and Gomes because I need their outfits. Yeah, they have the the Q-zips and then they have like the vest on point. It's truly, yeah. truly you got the shades on. Yeah, we actually have the same phone case, me and Friedman, so we're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like a sellout wearing the Q-Zip, by the Just way. Like, I felt like a sellout. You wore the, a Q-Zip? I had the Q-Zip. I I like a sellout. He wore a Q-Zip, but he, he, 
He ain't a cute. You could tell he's he's not about that cute. No. Life. I like well, it has, I was it choking. Has, I was it has choking. The gun show. You know. Yeah, I gotta stay warm out there. It was either a Q-zip or a down. <laughs> Oh, or a down gotcha. jacket. Yeah, it looks yeah. like I'm going on a rescue mission in Alaska or something. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. We're getting off the rails here. But here we got some comments oh, you guys, here. You guys really had to see Doug's uh, going out jacket in Arizona. It was great. And he had this big old puffy coat. I don't know. And he would cold. put it on like whenever he needed to go outside and pee. It felt like he was like he's puffy Doug. It, it was, was like George Costanza's jacket. Yeah, this is a really terrible I'll, show for was, some people. Telling, it's phenomenal for others. I was telling Gene that uh, Clint's like whenever I put on that jacket, it's like a dog <laughs> pawing at the door because yeah, he wants like, to go out. Yeah, it was like, uh, one but, of my favorite uh, points of that nightmare. It was a good time. It was a good time. We got uh, we got some out. A lot of great comments. Michael Carrillo says Outman is destined for greatness. Teresa over on YouTube says love Outman and Hayward to be starters. We got Carnivorous Lunar Activity says give Outman the chance for a rookie of the year run. We got uh, Hayward has surprised me too with his swing. So yeah, I mean a lot of people are very high and encouraged by the early returns on Outman and Hayward. But I will remind you that it's still a long ways to go and we'll see if they can be consistent with this. So, More friends in the stream. Carnivorous, uh, Carnivorous Lunar Activity hanging out with us. Matty uh, Man 5 Dodge is hanging out with us. Uh, St. Taylor's look good. I think uh, you've been drinking that Kool-Aid because CT has not looked very good so far unless I've been watching the wrong games. I'm torched. Yeah, you, man, you really... <laughs> You really, uh, we, we unlocked the alcoholism in uh, Doug Chuck up McCain there. Chuck back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, if Doug wasn't wearing his coat, he was just going to the fridge and grabbing beers. <laughs> he did finish that one, that one day. He finished like two. There were so many water bottles on the table. It was absurd. Good times. Good times. Um, Maddie Mad 5, I'm very encouraged by this Dodger team, spring training or not. Yeah, they're looking good. They're looking good so far. I mean, very early, eight games in as of today, or is it nine today or something like that? Maybe more is it ten. Seven? Think Wait, seven. No, it's eight. It's eight. eight. Was, yeah, that's right, because they're six oh, and two. So today now. was the ninth game. Ten? I don't know, man. I, th I thought I saw they were six oh. and two. I don't know. Alexander Rose says, uh, James, you can't get me out, man. Hey, look Let's at that go. friend of the show. This guy gets it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Diane Schroeder says, I'm over Cody. Thank you. That's a good one. Not you. Not you. Don't worry. The other one. The one that uh, Cody with a C. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Thank you, Mike. Mike Saldana says six and two. So they're eight games in because that's go. what the math is. We are so good at math. <laughs> Diane Schroeder says, that's your first beer, Doug. It's my first full beer for sure. There's no question about that. I'm going to chug this. Michael Carrillo, J.D. Martinez looks geriatric at the plate. Hey, I don't want to dive into much of that, you know. I mean, I feel geriatric just sitting in this chair, so. Pop them leaves. <laughs> uh, Trace Hayward, season 2022, our good friend, says Rick Monday was saying Trace needs to start swinging earlier, and I agree because he looks behind on everything. Swing does not seem very locked in. The idea that he is going to go play with Team Great Britain in the WBC, little sus. I would not if I'm if I'm fighting for a roster spot, I'm not going to go play with Team Great Britain. Yeah, I mean, you never you're never going to tell a guy, "Hey, don't go represent your country." And I'll do it. Put him on the phone. You will. Yeah, we'll yeah, FaceTime yeah, right this. now. I got you on a FaceTime trace. But yeah, you never want to tell <laughs> a guy He doesn't have a phone. <laughs> he doesn't have a phone. He has no social media, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, you never want to tell a guy, "Hey, don't go out there and represent your country." On the same token, his locker is literally right next door to Miguel Rojas, who opted out of the WBC because of the role that he's going to have for this team. But damn grown up, that's why. Yeah, I mean, look, there's also a couple of trains of thought. You could say, hey, maybe getting some different game action. Maybe you get a little more adrenaline, bigger stakes. Maybe it helps you 
in your development. I mean, the WBC game versus spring training game, that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, when you're at the WC, WBC, it's almost like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And if he goes to the WBC and James Altman continues to rake and James Jason Hayward continues to produce and start to look the part, yeah, I think that that definitely can't bode well for him. His swing almost, to me, looks like how Hayward's swing looked last year, a very long swing that has issues when it comes to catching up with fastballs. Looks, looks like looks like my dude golfed a little bit too much this offseason, <laughs> to be honest. I've, I know that swing. I have that swing. Just significantly less power. Update, Mike Saldana says 6-2-2 two, and because two, we forgot there's two ties. Ties are whack. Super chat in the stream. Let's go. Michael Bilgen? 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 Michael B, Mikey B, my good friend in the stream, pointing at the wrong camera. I'm over here. One dollar, U.S. American dollar. Appreciate you. Appreciate all the super <laughs> chat. We love you all equally as if you were Doug's children. Let's go, but Kira. We, but we like we like um, Mr. Ross and MH a lot more. <laughs> Respectfully. 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 Let's just be real. You know, we I we have favorite children. That's what, for sure. What's uh, Michael Scott's line? It's a uh, you know, you show somebody how much you love them, this many dollars worth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Shout out to the office. Not Shout the office. To I watched the office, but yeah, I don't remember Shout out to Peacock. Do you remember? He, bought, he wanted to give Ryan the uh, the iPod. Oh, back that's right. Day, yes. Back in the day, kids had iPods. What? Oh, oh let's go. Michael, I think back. And Mikey B, you got it. You got it. You know how to say words. Michael Bilgen, $2 cool. this time. He said trade, Corbin, trade for Corbin Burns and Brian Reynolds at... Trade deadline. You like that idea? You big on that? What idea? The, the birds <laughs> idea? Just said, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm definitely open to it. I think it's still a little early for that. I think it well, solves a lot of the Dodgers' problems moving forward as far as the fact that he's under team control for an additional season. But, yeah, I think that it's been made pretty clear by this organization that they do feel like they need another starting pitcher. I mean, we got... We got uh, Craig Osterberg who's talking about Gavin Stone look good with two strikeouts. I mean, Gavin Stone's a guy who's not on the 40-man roster yet, and they'd probably go to Pepio before him and some of the other guys that are in front of him. But, yeah, I think this is the year where the Dodgers are going to make a bold move at the deadline. I don't anticipate them making just a Chris Martin-like move last year, a Joey Gallo-type move. I think it's going to be yeah. more like the 2021 Dodgers where they say to themselves, hey, we might not have Julio Urias back. This might be Clayton Kershaw's last year. This team's champion window isn't as wide open as a lot of people are led to believe and I think they will go out there and be very competitive and if that means parting ways with some top guys to get some players this year that they think can help win this year I think they will because I think the last thing the Dodgers want is to say hey this team is built to win a lot of regular season games and then to have an early exit in the postseason I think they will have a tough time sleeping at night if they didn't go out there and be a little more aggressive this year compared to last year because they weren't aggressive last year and they went home after winning just one game it's it's so hard to improve upon an 111 win team <clears throat> but also I mean at this point to me man with so much success that uh, as a fan we have endured um regular season wins ain't meaning nothing man because you your, your wins are going to be based on playing a bunch of really bad teams and there's a lot of really bad teams in baseball but anyways that's a conversation for a future yeah. time because we still have to do updated, stock up stock down we'd have to well we also have to do updated uh, uh predictions i feel like for this season we did them like a month ago but a lot has changed so let's make some updated predictions next week maybe two weeks from now or something like that definitely before uh opening day but before we do go we got to get into the final topic of today's show and it's a big one 
Stock up, stock down. It's not three up, up, three down. It's five up, five, five up, four down. That's what we're five calling it. Five up, four down. So yeah, in this segment, kind of taking some, some a look at some of the early returns, some of the performances from some of these guys, and we're gonna look at their numbers and see if it's something, nothing, or everything. We're gonna start with our first guy, and that is a stock up, and we're talking about Miggy Rojas Miggy getting Miggy with it. He's six for thirteen so far. He hit his first home run of the spring today, and look, this is a guy who's at thirty-nine home runs in nine years. Is his Early start, you said you liked his defense. I mean, his defense is Smooth. unbelievable. What have your what are your takes on Rojas? Is it something, nothing, or everything that his start so far this year? I mean, one of the first things you asked him when you talked to him at FanFest was, you know, does it does it reinvigorate you to play with a team like this? To get out of that situation. You didn't say it in these words, but get out of that situation and play with a team that really has uh championship aspirations, as uh, Noah might uh know how to say it. Um this is a dude who's playing loose, playing happy, playing with a butt ton of confidence. Um, I am very high on him as well. I believe the stock is up, and I believe any – I mean, we've said this for the last couple of weeks. Any any offensive value he can add is just icing on the cake, but they're putting hella icing where there might be too much icing on this cake right now if he does this well. And, yeah, it's spring training. Cactus League stats don't mean anything. Guys go in there just knowing, working on a fastball, you know, for 40 pitches early in early in spring. But he's connecting on him. He's looking better. He's looking good. And, and the fact that, you know, he turned down representing his country potentially for the last time in his career to stay with this club because what it, what he understands this job means um, – <laughs> I don't even remember what the question was, but man, like I'm all in I like on it. Miguel Rojas. Like, like, is good up. Yeah, and you consider the kid, that the kids are gonna love watching him at short. By the way. Yeah, when you remember the fact too that just a few weeks ago he was supposed to be an upgrade to Hanser Alberto, right? He was supposed to be a better utility man. Now he's living every baseball player's dream. He's a starting shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers, right? Shout out to G Lux Kid, well, Suma, man. And uh, I think that oh, Luxy. when you consider that he's on a World Series contender and he has his prominent role and he's healthy again, you can feel really good about Miguel Rojas and his hot start. It really, I would say, more like competent start. It's not like he's out there raking, and I think that fans out there shouldn't look for him to put up insane Trey Turner-like numbers. He's almost like it's like Dasani water, right? I mean, it's like you don't ask for Dasani water, but it'll do the job. It'll keep you hydrated, right? It'll As, keep your throat wet, huh? Yeah, it's not like you're getting like Fiji water or anything like that. It's solid. He's going to get the job done. I think Dodger fans will fall in love with his defense, especially when you consider that you're going to need a more athletic defender. And like we talked about a few weeks ago, I think the benefit, too, is his tutelage of a Miguel Vargas. But moving to our first stop. One, one thing, another note from, from Noah. Zero strikeout so far for Miggy Rowe. That's big. and yeah, he's Like bat to ball. Yeah. Dave Bullish on the bat to ball. Bat to ball, and so I mean, he's never been a guy that's really had an issue striking and, out too much, but and no shift, and he's a guy who likes going opposite field, going up middle, go up the middle. That's yeah. going to be that's, that's a great point. Be huge, anyways. It's a great ahead. point. And look, is if he stays healthy, I mean, that wrist injury really sapped any hard contact that he had last year, and that's really the big key for him is that he does stay healthy because he was the contingency plan, he was the band aid in the event that Lux got injured, and it happened before even the regular season. Yeah. So he's we'll a see. Elderly. If, yeah, he's. I mean, he's like just turned thirty four, so it's a little long in the tooth for a guy at that position but he can absolutely play it at a an elite level really but uh going to our first stock down you talked about him a few minutes ago and it's jd martinez so far he started this spring two for 
15, no extra base hits. Did have a hit today. Throughout his career, he's had some slow starts back in 2019. He hit 200 in spring. He ended up having an all-star season, hit 36 home runs. Is J.D. Martinez's slow start something, nothing, or everything, Clint? I would, I would lean more towards nothing right now because this, this is a veteran. This is a dude who's been there, done that for a very, very long time. Um, he's he's getting he's getting his uh, his West Coast legs under him right now. I'm I'm fine. Get, talk to me. Ask me again in two weeks. Yeah, he's a veteran. I mean, it's spring training. You don't even know if he's going up there and just working on something. Yeah, and uh, he's the guy. If there's one guy out there that's going to use spring training as his training ground, as a blank canvas to go out there and try to work some things out, it is JD Martinez. But do you think he's going to have a better year than Justin Turner? Well, I mean, if Justin's face is okay. <laughs> Um, forgot about that. Yeah, rip, rip, JT. I don't know. It's it's really tough to say. I mean, Justin Turner is going to go play in Boston and play 81 games with the Green Monster. That bodes pretty well for the swing profile of Justin Turner. Um, I think JT's going to have a really good year. The power might not be the same as JD, but I don't know, man. It's tough. Honestly, I, I would believe, given the, the scenario and the situations, I really do believe JT will have a slightly better year than JD. You do? Yeah. Interesting. I think he's going to provide more muscle in the middle of that order. Last year, tied for fourth with 43 doubles. I think he'll have a little bit of a power surge. He has a lot riding on this year to really reestablish himself as one of the elite hitters in the game. He's reunited with Robert Van Skoyak, his buddy, as Chris Taylor <laughs> said, and obviously Mookie, Mookie Betts. So I think it's nothing at this point, but he hasn't looked very comfortable at the plate, but like we talked about earlier, he's probably working yeah, out yeah. some he's things. He's a guy who, who's very much working on a specific wing profile right now because he wants to be able to drive the ball the opposite way and if you're able to drive the ball the opposite way even chris taylor's talked about this if you're in that pocket in that that swing path that swing zone to be able to push the ball the opposite way and then you're able to fire and and pull some homers pull some dingers whatever so Again, nothing to me right now. And I just like how he has his full name on the back of his jersey, <laughs> J.D. Technically Martinez. not his full name. It's two initials. But, you know, but when, you know, when, I mean, when he's got, like, the first semantics. and last, what he's known as. Okay, so next for <laughs> who's... Because there's all these other Martini. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah. So next for Stock Up, we've talked a lot about him it's on today's dangerous. show. James Outman, a 1375 OPS, a home run, and a triple. Is his hot start something, nothing, or everything? I think it's something because he's playing for a job. When when you talk to him in the offseason, he seemed like he was in a really good mental spot. Like, he knows that his game is going to speak for him. Um, and coming out and, and starting well, honestly, combined with the Trace Thompson slow start, I think that just does very well for him on the mental side of things. That's all he's got to worry about. He's just got to worry about playing. The job is going to come to him. Whether it's in L.A. or not, there's going to be an opportunity. But um, that means a lot. It means something for sure. Yeah, I think there's a new King James in L.A., and it's not LeBron James. It's James. No, I'm just kidding. It's, first, first, I compared him to Tom Brady. Now I say he's the new King James. Okay, maybe a little overhyped. But it's the king of L.A. right here, by <laughs> the way. King of L.A. But no, I do think every single fan. I would say it's everything in the sense that, <laughs> in the sense that, look, if he had started slow and he was striking out at a 40% clip, he was struggling against breaking balls, there might be a universe where he's not even making this team. He almost has to sustain like, this cons 
consistency with him we for an entire show. Hey, guys, what's up? Darkness of Doug. <laughs> it's all good. There you go. Things happen. Uh, I, I think there's a, a world where if he really struggled, that he would have a chance. So for really for him to make this team, he has to sustain this for an entire spring and really just not be, uh, what our friend uh, Sean say, be undeniable, right? Mr. Unlimited. So he has to really make it to where they can't yeah, leave him off this team. But next, we're going to talk about another stock down. Hold on. We got we to gotta pause for a second, though, because we got another Super Chat. Let's go. Let's go. Super Chat. Shout out Christian Gomez, YouTube, because that's where you're able to Super Chat on YouTube. Appreciate the hell out of you. He says, uh, glad to see the boys back in the studio. Remember, I was the rando who bonused a while ago. Now I received a raise, too. Let's get this bread. Let's get these dubs dodgers yeah. appreciate you, Thank christian. you christian appreciate you um a few comments on jd by the way uh diane says jd will be fine matt uh, man five says jd has ice water in his veins sarah morris our friend says jd needs more bat speed and adds prayers up for uh for jt um and jason also adds just dingers that's his legal given name just dingers martinez jd just dingers so just so we all are. Just last year was just doubles, pretty much. He had Anyways, sixteen bombs. But next stock down. Next stock down is Trace Thompson. So far, he's gone one for thirteen with a double, five strikeouts. What are your thoughts on Trace Thompson, Clint? This is another something, everything or nothing. Yeah, I think it's something. I think at this point, it's something. It's still early in the spring. I think Dave. I think the team is going to give him a decent amount of leeway or, or runway to uh, get it figured out. Um. But but it's something, you know, just because of how mental baseball is. And he's been here and done that where, yeah, he's been pretty good at the game, but he's also struggled to keep a job in this game. And, and like we were saying earlier, you know, he's, he sees sharks in the water right now with with uh, Jason Hayward and, and James Outman looking at that roster spot, that guaranteed roster spot, because what uh, Trace is getting like 1.2 mil or something like yeah. that. Jump change of these Dodgers. No, absolutely. And I think that the big thing with Trace Thompson is it's almost like a little confirmation bias. It's almost like everyone said that, oh, it was a fluke last season. It was a feel-good story. Cinderella Man is going to turn into a pumpkin. And so far, they're saying, oh, look, it's just what we had predicted, right? He's one for 13 with a double and five strikeouts. I do still hold out hope that he's going to figure things out because one thing he did last season was punish mistakes. And another thing he did, too, was he hit the ball very, very hard. He even told us that he was a little more streaky than he wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm wishing the best for him. But like you just mentioned, sharks in the water. I think there is some added pressure now that there is a little more competition. Let's say they brought back Cody Bellinger and paid him $18.1 million and he struggled at the plate early on. Maybe he gets an opportunity early, but uh, if Hayward and Outman can produce, I think it's going to be tough sledding for Trace Thompson. But next for our stock up is we are going to Yanni Hernandez. He's Yan fire five for 12 with a double nice defense. Great base running is his hot start. Something, nothing or everything. Cause I'm very high on Yanni Hernandez. I think this is absolutely something because when they traded for him, uh, from the A's, I think it was from the A's, right? In the off season, um, it was a clear indication that they were hoping this guy would be the Hanser Alberto of 2023 because Hanser in 2022 wasn't much better than a part-time reliever, uh, did not do very good in his opportunities. Uh, to me, what he's doing is absolutely something. Whether or not it means he he has a job on, on the opening day roster or not, it, that 
will play out over the next two uh, two to three weeks. But I think so far early in spring, he's making nice plays. He's he's uh, showing some range. He's showing some some bat bat to ball skills and all of this. Hundred um, percent. This is a guy who's going to make a difference. In my opinion, he's going to make a difference by may at the latest yeah i mean some of these games spring training you're a little casual about the way you watch him but every time i look at the screen it seems like he's yawn base and i think that is going to play up as a potential depth piece i like how he got those jordan ones <laughs> cleated so yeah i'm a big fan of yanni hernandez i think that he's a guy that has a opportunity with this team especially yeah. with the injury to gavin lux no no a big fan of big fan of yanni yeah, hernandez yeah, okay so next for stock down Chris Taylor, so far three for 16, four strikeouts. Last year, we talked about his strikeout issues, struck out at a 35.2% clip. His bat, seven points below league average. Talked about his $16 million contract for this season. Do you think that Chris Taylor's slow start is going to affect him? No. It's CT. He's a lot of been there, done that. So all he's got to do is really just... He's just got to find some sort of thing in his swing and he'll he'll be pretty good i think that's that's it i i i'm i'm okay on on ct he'll figure something out and even so he's gonna be on this roster either way so it's like kind of a moot point you know it's like yeah i, I know how to fix the business but whatever you know you made this decision on your own so he's gonna yeah. be here and I always value your opinion when it comes to defense. Oh I mean, my. you know, I mean, you love oh. the D. I mean, like as far as like Big the way fan of the D yeah. of the D. So like, I mean, Thank defensively, you. what have you seen from him? Want to get a take on that? Uh, honestly, I, I haven't watched enough of him this spring, but we know what he can do when he's when he's locked in in a position serviceable or, or above. And we've seen him take over as a starting center fielder for this team. Um, we're still talking CT, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've seen him take over the starting center fielder of this team. We've seen him make I insane plays in center and in right, or sorry, and in left field. Um, we've seen him make quality plays at shortstop with, you know, without like a whole spring to, to ramp up to the position. A guy who's drafted as a shortstop, played shortstop all the way up through making his debut with uh, the Seattle Mariners. So, if he is going to end up being, you know, the kind of defense first guy, it's an expensive defense first guy. But I think you're going to you're not going to you're not going to be upset to see him out there on defense. You know, I would much rather I don't think we would have had that trade Trey Turner drop ball booted ball running out to uh, deep left center field for some reason or left field like oh, we yeah. saw in the, uh, the postseason. Anyways, I don't want to bring up postseason, but I, um, I I think people will enjoy the the defensive profile of chris taylor i think you're going to like watching the defensive profile of miguel rojas a whole lot more but you know ct's kind of the backup uh he was a contingency contingency plan at a lot of spots including second base because they we haven't really talked about miguel vargas and we're not going to do that today but we haven't talked about him a lot we haven't even seen him swing, swing a bat yet you know we've seen him get toyed around with uh zach cranky but we gotta pause for a second because we got a couple more Super chats. Let's Super go. Chat. Mario. Give me some love. Give me some hype, guys. Go. Go. Thank you. Going back a little bit, it says Outman has to be on the opening day roster. Let the kids play, not the old guys trying to figure it out. I both agree and take offense to that. Uh, offense to that as an old guy trying to figure it out. But, um, you know, we went into this offseason or into the last offseason with the idea that it was going to be the youth movement. And they kind of partially bailed on it in a way but in a way that made the team better because you want to have um competition in spring and we got another one diane schroeder let's go 
twenty dollars. DN Hall of Famer. Thank you. Says I was just wondering what the over under is on Doug finishing his beer. Look at that. He's empty. I'm empty. Let's crack another beer and go and for it another was apple hour. Cider, okay. Oh, we got one more. Oh crap! Let's go. What's wrong with you people? Offended. Oh, I gotta find it. Where is it? Somebody got it all the way. Oh, there it is. Angel V. Lobos. One dollar ninety nine cents. Thank you, Angel. The only type of angel we like here in the chat. So far, what's your starting lineup for opening day? A meaty one, a heaty one, a beefy one. What's your opening day lineup? Uh, that's, that's nine people. That's pretty tough. I think you got to go with Mookie Betts at, at the Bold. At Mookie Betts in leadoff. We know that Freddie Freeman is going to bound the two hole, in my opinion. I think number three, you got to go with Will out. Smith. I still, well, I go JD Martinez in the three hole, Max Muncy hitting cleanup, Will Smith batting fifth. I think you got James Outman. Can't get me out, man. Well, I'll for fifth. So the sixth, I think I'll go with. I'm sure, I think one of those left field spots is probably going to hit. I think Chris Taylor will probably get those start on at left field. I think he'll, he'll probably see him six. Miguel Rojas batting seventh. They like to keep the young guys down the order. Want to kind of mix things up. I think you'll see James Outman. Oh, I think you'll see Miguel Vargas and James Outman. One of those two in the eight or nine nine spot. I think Vargas maybe ninth. Outman maybe eighth, but I think Jason Hayward will probably get the start. But this is my dream one. But no, it's uh, all about the hey, hey, don't let your dreams be dreams. Yeah. As as they say. I think too, I think the three or four spot, I, I'm just very high on giving Max Muncie an opportunity as the cleanup spot. Cause like I always say, Max Muncie is like this lineup's barbecue sauce really just makes everything better when he's thriving. And he's looked pretty solid this spring. But yeah, there's the one that I would present, and there's the one I think Doc will present. They're very different. I've assembled my opening day lineup here. I, I, I worked on this for hours, I promise. <laughs> Fully hours, and I did it to kind of be uh, just messing around uh, and, and, and buck the system, if you will, because I went back-to-back -back, uh, lefties and then righties. Mookie, Max, for, being M Muncie, sorry, we're on a first-name basis. Freddie Freeman, uh, we got Smitty in that cleanup hole where he succeeded pretty nicely last year. J.D. Martinez, D.H., and hitting, uh, hitting fifth. Hold on, wait, that's five. Chris Taylor will be your opening day left fielder. Jason Hayward is my starting center fielder on opening day. Miggy Rowe, Miggy Varg. Wrap it We're up with some Miggies. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. I mean, we've seen them kind of keep those younger guys down the order. I think those first five, I think the big question for the lineup, of course, is going to be whether or, they not, whether or not they move Mookie Betts down the order for some more run production later in the year if they kind yeah. of need to in, kind of jumpstart the offense and – Will Smith, I mean, the cleanup spot, it's kind of had some mixed results. I think in the, in the three-hole, too, is, is an area where he can thrive. But I think J.D. Martinez, I mean, you bring in a guy not to be uh, someone's going to play multiple positions. He is going to be your designated hitter. you got to get production from that. So, yeah, I mean, talented lineup. we got a couple more for the stock up, stock down. And, yeah, yeah well, we got one more, right? Yeah, well, one stock up, one stock down. Oh. So the stock up is... No, we already did Yanni. Oh, I know. We didn't do Jason Hayward, do we? Did we? Oh, you skipped Hayward. Yeah, I skipped Hayward. God. So Jason Hayward, script. four for 12, <laughs> two home runs. Kind of last question on him is, do you think that his unlocked swing, do you think this new and improved swing is going to be sustainable and it's going to bear fruit throughout the year? Or is he going to kind of revert to really his past seasons where he's really struggled? Baseball uh, is a game of adjustments. The league will adjust on that swing. This new swing is helping him get to that high ball a little bit more. Um, I think I think the league will catch up and find a way to beat him. So if he can adjust, it will be a successful season for him. 
I think he can open the season pretty successful, and that will give him some runaway runway because he is Jason Award, a one-time All-Star. He's a World Series champion. He's a veteran. He has all this presence with him and all that. Um, but it's going to come down to the ability to make some changes and don't revert back to your old ways. But um, yeah. And that's what he said. He said yeah. the ability to make adjustments in real time on the spot to kind of avoid some of those cold streaks. But last one for the stock down is Victor Gonzalez, who has posted a 108 ERA. He's given up four hits, one walk, four earned runs, and an inning of a third just was able to get one out. His ERA is higher than Cody Bellinger on 420. And, yeah, he clearly hasn't figured things out since Bruh. his success in 2020. But yeah. uh, do you think it's something, nothing, or everything? With uh, <laughs> with Victor, I think it's a bit of uh, it's it's a hybrid of something and everything. Um, we haven't seen this guy be good for a while, and he's a guy before he made his debut, struggled almost to quit the game. Wa did walk away from the game because of inability and you know essentially you know that getting to him that you know you got to worry about the mental health and that that messed with his mental health walked with the game eventually came back had success became a world series champion um i mean i think you could walk away from that career feeling pretty good he's not going to i'm not saying let's hang up the spikes just yet but uh you know jason here says gonzo is going to get dfa'd unfortunately i mean he's one of those guys that's that's in the top six seven spots of of people who could <laughs> get DFA'd when they need a roster spot. But um you know he wasn't he wasn't bad in twenty one. He had a after he got hurt, everything kind of unraveled from there. So if he's healthy and he's feeling good, I'm not gonna let one outing completely uh you know write my write him off, I guess, from this roster. But it is something to be very, very, very concerned about. Um especially for a team that needs more than the lefties they have because right now it's Vessia when we watched him, he looked a little uncomfortable with the pitch clock. Looks like he's kind of rushed. I'm sure that's something that'll adjust. But it's just Vessi and it's just Caleb Ferguson. You need one more lefty, in my opinion. Whether it's up, down, whatever it is, I think Victor still has some options. So we're not going to see him go anywhere. But um, something this, to be concerned about. Is this true? Says Mr. Ross at 23. Victor asked to be on Team Mexico. Team Mexico was like, nah, we good. I didn't even know. I, that. Was I, he trying I, to I, I don't think that's a... I think that's a I think that was a joke. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was a no, joke. No, there's more people that have said that in the chat saying that he wanted to pitch for Team Mexico and they didn't want him. Oof. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Man, they let, like, 97-year-old Oliver Perez pitch <laughs> That's instead. What I'm, I'm thinking, like, geez, That's pretty rough. <laughs> they all have to go home, but you can't <laughs> stay at Curly's. <laughs> I don't know, man. Shout out to Curly's. Sarah Morris said that she uh, was late to the stream because she was eating at Culver's. Oh, shout Curly. out Culver's. Doug, uh, Best Doug ketchup Reed. in town. Best Doug. ketchup in town. <laughs> Doug renamed Cur uh, Culver's to Curly's. That was called Curly's. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, I guess that's kind of like, yeah, curled together. But there's uh, there's your uh, uh, four up, four down. I guess we'll call it Sh half shout out, quarter shout out. Derek Ulo. Maybe Manfred will have four outs. He'll change it. You never know. <laughs> Want to speed up the game and etc. But uh, hey, good stuff. Appreciate you guys. We're back here, one ten studio la. Uh, go to one stand one ten studio la if you ever want to. Do a podcast here. It's a spot you can do things. You can use this same exact microphone. Just spray it with Lysol after you're done, please. But thank you, as always, for hanging out with us. Thanks for tuning into the stream. Please do find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Every time you read an article, uh, Noah gets to live a little bit longer. So that's cool. Cannot thank you enough for all of the super chats. You guys have been great. 
Uh, we're going to spend all of that on McDonald's tonight. And uh, no, are you down for another fish sandwich? Yes, sir. Let's go. That's what's in. That, yeah, that guy right there is Doug McCain at DMAC underscore LA, the crown prince of Los Angeles. I am real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Dodgers Nation on just about every social media platform. We also have an awesome Facebook group, facebook.com. Check it out. But it's official Dodgers Nation. I don't think you can do the slash to it. I don't know, but it's official Dodgers Nation. Uh, that, that's the spot to go. Subscribe, YouTube.com. He, he did the button. YouTube.com says Dodger Nation TV, all those things. Subscribe. Uh, sign up for our newsletter. Um, you guys already support us so much, so we love you either way. But okay, bye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.